It's February 5th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. So hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Architecture Happy Hour. We didn't take nearly the long <laughs> snooze fest vacation that we did between the last two podcasts. It's only been a couple of weeks, so we're yeah. happy to be back. Yeah, hopefully we're starting a trend. I'm seeing a trend. I don't know. So if we do this three times, then it becomes a habit, right? Is that the, or no, a tradition? I don't know. A, uh, we said as our New Year's resolutions, we were going to try to be more consistent about podcasting on a regular basis. So, So, so here we are. So... There's going to be two in the bucket, and we can count that as – I don't think that's a pattern yet. But. Yeah, no, and hopefully we won't run out of topics between now and, I don't know, May. Yes. But somehow I doubt it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we were talking about was here we are again. It's the first of the year, and it seems like every year we talk about prices and how at the beginning of every year we seem so surprised by how much pricing is changing or has changed and I thought, well, why don't we talk about that every year, except every year prices are changing. It's true. Well, and at the end of the year, everybody says, quick, buy your appliances, buy your materials, because the prices might go up in 2016. Well, that's true. Most of January, it, yeah. Mm-hmm, it well, happens. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing I think, too, is that at the end of the year, we're not really focused on, I mean, we're, you know, we're working, but we're not so tied into it and... You know, if we got a lot of downtime, it's a lot of, you know, junk TV. So we're watching it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're at home binge watching HGTV or something. And, oh, yeah, we are. And just not really paying attention to that thing. So we come back at the beginning of the year and we're just shocked all of a sudden. And fortunately, here in our office, we have had numerous projects going out to bid and to get pricing on uh, construction for home remodels. So we're seeing quite a lot of actual, you know, present day evidence of the fact that construction is more expensive. Yeah, and sometimes surprisingly, too, it's like, really? Yes. It's a porch. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? You sure? Just one roof, not two. Yeah. (laughs) Well, exactly. Well, and and, a recent project of mine, I'm like, we were thinking 150, and it came in like at 175. Well, okay, let's start figuring out what to change, if we can change anything. And just sort of telling them, well, we can do it and you can have no cabinets or appliances. That probably went over well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, let's not you, do that. There's, there's very little, you know, a lot of times that you can really cut. It's just a matter. It's not necessarily material prices even. Right. In fact, I tell quite a few of my clients, they say, oh, well, I don't need very expensive tile and I don't, I don't need the highest end marble or, or granite. I can do kind of middle of the road. And I say, well, you, you can save some money by by choosing conservatively your materials, but you can only save so much with that strategy. The big piece of any construction project is the labor. It's the cost of the guys doing the work. So well and with everything that's happening here in Dallas, it's that's the half the issue. Um, we were looking at one project and the the client said, How come a powder how could a powder bathroom cost that much? Okay, it's like, well let's see, we've got the plumber in there, we've got the carpenter, we got the drywall guy, we got the painter um, we got the floor guy, we got the electrician. I mean, it's just, you start 
adding up all the trades in that in that one tiny little room. Right. It's a small space, but it's, it's basically an entire house represented yeah. in one tiny space. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the contractor was saying, he said, I think I want to do a bathroom, and I want to get all the tradespeople who worked in that bathroom in that bathroom <laughs> and take a picture. Oh, that would be fun. So you can show future clients, this is how many people are in your bathroom. It's true. <laughs> this is what's yeah. represented here. But no, the labor market here is is quite... I'll say ferocious, but it's very competitive. I mean, if, if there's a potential that, you know, what you're paying today is not what you're going to pay tomorrow or that your guys are even going to stay. Yeah, that's the issue is there's not enough of the guys to go around. So not only are we seeing the cost of construction go up, but also the timelines. So we can't get projects done as quickly as we used to be able to because they these guys are spread thin and you you might have them for a week and then they've got to go off and work on a couple more projects and you may not get them back for a little while. So mm-hmm. that gets a little tricky also. Yeah, I, I remember this is probably about three years ago now. The the uh, contractor on one of my projects was having problems with this framer because they were being offered 50 cents more an hour at a couple other jobs, mm-hmm. which is at the time was real tempting to go ahead and take those jobs and just leave his sitting there. The guy was smart enough to say, you know, we told you we would do it for this price. We're going to get it finished, and then we'll go to these other projects. But, you know, another 50 cents, they might have jumped ship. Well, and a few years ago, we might have thought $100 a square foot was moderate. You know, that that was doable. But Mm -hmm. I don't know many contractors nowadays that, you know, if it's a full remodel, if they would even be able to say they could pull that off. Most of what we're seeing coming back is... Wouldn't you say kind of in the minimum 125 to 150, 175 a square foot? Yeah, at least. At least. I mean, just, yeah. and, and really it, it comes down to, you know, we were talking about how everything is so transparent on the internet now that you can go and you can look for, okay, I can find my tile for this price and I can find my pools for this price and I can find, and really see what the materials are costing. But that's become such a small part. So you can't see how the labor is impacting or changing, or especially if you're doing a small project and those guys have a startup charge for every project. So you're doing a, a small bathroom. Well, whether you're doing a small bathroom or you're doing a half a million dollars of construction, that initial startup part is it's the a same. set fee. Yeah. So you, you know, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. But like I said, and, and we were talking, and here we are at the beginning of the year, and we're once again just kind of like, oh, my gosh, what the? What's going on? Yeah. So what, Larry, tell me, what has been your experience? And when you have a project that comes back over budget, where do you start in trying to sort of whittle it back? We call it value engineering. Mm-hmm. But how do you start that conversation with the owners to say, okay, we really need to examine your priorities and, and where do we start to try to save some money? Well, sometimes it's just a matter of saying, you know, we've looked at this as a big project. You know, and, and I try to tell clients that, too. Let's get everything in that you want in this plan. Let's make all the changes that you're really gearing for. Make sure we have it all in here. And then let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's you know, get all the pricing for it. And then come back and say, okay, let's let's break it down into pieces. So for, for this initial project, we're going to do this piece here. It's going to cost us this much. Then once that project's done, come back and do the next piece and then the next piece. So you have a sense over, you know, maybe a couple of years or a few years 
what you can do and what it's roughly going to cost, assuming you know, prices are fairly stable and maybe they go up, maybe they go down. It's a way to really look at it and say, okay, most important thing right now is my kitchen pantry laundry. Let's do that piece. Let's break it out. Let's look at it. Where can we save some money in there? Maybe we don't get all new appliances. Maybe look for scratch and dent. Or maybe we you know, downgrade some of the materials instead of, you know, $6 a square foot, we're down to $4 a square foot for tiling, so stuff like that. Well, and instead of fully custom cabinets, maybe we do more of a semi, you know, yeah. semi-prefab or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, something like that that, you know, you can come back in and say, okay, we can shave, you know, 5000 here, a couple of thousand there. You will hit a point, though, of course, where it becomes you're saving $200. Right. Okay, so let's not do that. So you, you eventually hit a point where you just need to stop and say, okay, this is going to be the, the final price. Right. So one of the things I know that that we've both experienced is that the expectations or uh, I guess the ideas that some of our clients bring to us when they first come and and, um, ask for information about a remodel is that their idea of what their project might cost is so far outside reality that we're not even sure where they got their information. But we've run into that multiple times recently that um, somebody thinks they can get an entire house for $50 a square foot or... Um, it just or, is or really the, unreasonable. They all they've their only source of information is HGTV, yeah. and or, or they do an entire gut of their house. And while I've got sixty thousand dollars to spend, yeah, that'll get us down to the studs. Then what? <laughs> then what do you want to <laughs> do? Assuming you want to put it all back, yeah, yeah. let's talk more money. Cause we can we can have you camp here for the next four or five right. years. But no, and we always and for us we always get back to you know people are getting their ideas from what they see on television, which is a challenge for us. You know, we, I, I, I told Laura, I said, I think we watch it because for us it's sort of like our version of Keeping Up with the Kardashians or mm-hmm. Jersey Shore. You know, it's just really <laughs> trash television. It's fun to watch, and, you know, mm-hmm. the Property Brothers are really kind of fun and, you know, some of the other stuff too, but, or the flipper, flipper flop where she walks oh, in yes. and waves her arms and her stilettos and things magically happen in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. You know, um, but at the same time, you know, that's that's a source of information for a lot of people. And then to top it off, if you've any of you out there um, subscribe to Consumer Reports, the latest issue was all about how to improve the value of your home. And as we were reading through it, we were like, uh, and on what planet? You know, we're trying to figure out where Consumer yeah. Reports, who's, who people see as a a trusted source, a trusted source, a yeah. valued source of you know, reliable a, information. Yeah, that you know, one of the things they quoted was, well, for five thousand dollars, you can you know, sort of refurb your kitchen with new appliances and even countertops and flooring. And we all read that and went, where did they miss a zero? <laughs> did was that a typo? Something's Just, wrong. So, holy cow, this is not right. Yeah. So we had. I actually went through and. Pulled up on the appliance manufacturers and just went through, got, got their cheapest, not their cheapest because it has to be stainless, you know, because those millennials yeah. are expecting stainless well, steel. Well, and that was their point was upgrading the value of your home for potential resale and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So if you expect to put in new countertops or new flooring, but you're picking laminate, you know, Formica type countertops or vinyl floor, mm-hmm. that's not going to be appealing to a new buyer. They all expect hardwoods and granite and stainless steel. Yeah. Well, so and, and where do you go from there? Yeah. And I got to the, the looking at the appliance package, just as the cheap stainless steel stuff. 
And I think by the time I got done with like four appliances, we were at three grand already. I guess the other two goes for countertops and floor. I'm like, how big is this kitchen? How are you? Oh, we're just, and, and here it is in print in the consumer reports. And what I would love to have seen would have been them to, to go to their own ratings where they say recommended by, you know, best value and pick those appliances and see just how much money people are going to spend for yeah, they $5,000. Right. They didn't back up that one little sentence with yeah. any sort of chart and graph like yeah. they typically do about here's what goes into that 5000 and yeah. here's what you can expect for that investment. And here's what you can expect here, here, or here, depending on what part of the yeah. country. Yeah, here would be your choices yeah. for but that price range. I guarantee you that's what people will remember mm-hmm. out of that article. Not that there's no information backing it up, but well, the Consumer Reports are this thing that for $5,000, I'm like, no. No, no. Stop reading. Stop reading. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing for us too is is I guess being you know, being here in Dallas, you know, we're used to pricing and we're used to, we're getting used to seeing a gradual increase over time and now that these things are coming, but we're also sort of battling the fact that there's a new H D T V show, I guess it's been on maybe a year or so, maybe a couple of years. That's filmed down in Waco, which is 90 miles south of us. And even even at the fact that it's in Waco, which isn't a really big city, what they're showing being done isn't realistic. Yeah, their labor costs are probably less. Their cost of living is less down there. I mean, it's a moderate-sized town. Mm-hmm. It's where Baylor University is. And uh, it's, you know, respectable community. But it's, um, yeah, it's not comparable. Yeah. Except the fact that their TV show is nationwide. Right. So, so. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're it's like, it's one of those things of, okay, it's sort of challenging with HGTV anyway because it's nationwide and people see it all the time. And, you know, people you're working with, that's where they're basing their information off of. Now we have a show in our own backyard mm-hmm. that's just sort of exacerbating the whole <laughs> So which you guys are I love, by the way, which I love. I mean, Chip and Joanna could be my best friends. But, oh, yeah. yeah. however, I still would like to go sit in their office for a day and go, how did you get those numbers? How did you possibly come how, up to what this? What is the secret? How are you pulling that off? Because yeah. I would like to know. Yeah. And then there's um, Tarek and Christina, Flipper Flop, out in California. And I would, I am constantly surprised at when they're walking through a house going, Oh well, that whole bathroom renovations we got we have to gut it, and that'll be six thousand. And I just think, huh? Right. Like their all their numbers don't add up either. No. And I understand they're doing a lot of their own work, so they're not putting their probably their own labor costs into it, and they have a lot of their own guys. But ma- many of their contractors, they put a little label on the screen that says they are their they're own contractor. contractor yeah. yeah, their own company. So. Oh yeah, but yeah, but I this is also a show works. where you know. They start the project, and they're surprised that they have to rewire the entire house. Really? Are you serious? There's really? a water leak? There's a what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. That's yeah. part of the fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys. Who are you fooling? <laughs> we know better. But, you know, right. but but that entire rewiring of the house is going to cost a grand and a half. Right. And you're like, what are we replacing it with? <laughs> yeah. Magic tinsel. Magic tinsel. Yes. Yay. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. But, but, of course, we can't help but watch it. We're, I know. So it's, it's our Jersey Shore. I would be lying if I told you it was not set up on my DVR to record 
multiple programs. Yes. Well, and then we've been. It's true. James and I actually binge watched. Um, they were having a flip or flop marathon one weekend. And I mean, we were just, you know, one show right after the other and the whole time rolling our eyes. But did we turn it off? No. No. Sucked in the whole time. <laughs> it's on. I, I swear at our house all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's that or Martha Stewart. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, actually, it's either HGTV or cooking shows. And so I'm not sure which one's, you know, oh. worse to be watching. <laughs> right. Well, at our house, it flips between uh, Star Trek, HGTV, and uh, chasing classic cars. Anything on the Velocity Channel is all about cars. And, oh, gosh. Yes. I yeah. live in a house of boys. Live in a house That's of boys. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, like, the chasing classic, I mean, is it, are there, you know, prices real? You know, oh, yeah, I think they are real because they do talk to actual investors and they go to okay. actual auctions and they show it. It's all real numbers. Okay. And he even shares what his commission is. And yeah. so, yeah, well, there's no hidden costs. There, and the closest I, I came to that on, on HGTV was, if, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called Holmes Makes It Right. It's uh, Mike Holmes up in Canada and he's going in and fixing bad construction, which yeah. is fascinating because... You're like, how do these people get away with this? I know, and it's the sad thing is it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those, this one show I was watching, he said the bad part is the contractor that had had you know taken these people's money is still out there taking other people's money yes. and doing just this poor construction. But he pulled the client aside and said, look, this is how much it's going to cost you. This is how much we're going to charge you. But understand that people are donating their time. People are donating materials. If we were to include that, your price would instead be this. And it's been the only time I've been watching HGTV where there was like a real, felt like a real number. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's Canadian dollars, so maybe it's not. <laughs> it's not real numbers. It's Canadian numbers. Right. But no, but it's, you know, someone really put a price tag to it and said, yeah. look, this is what it's going to really cost you. Well, and it was nice of him to acknowledge, at least to the general public, that, right. that these kind of shows do function with lots of donations oh yeah so well, yeah well and, and to make the client aware of that right. that these guys who are running the plumber and the painter and the drywall guys you know they're donating a lot of their time and effort to make this work for the homeowner because they were so taken advantage of right so if anybody from HETV is listening oh, Lord. We would consider donating our services if you wanted to make a show about us. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. I know we love hate HGTV, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like any architect, we just love hate it. It would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, scary. Yeah. I could I could pull my drama acting skills out and yeah. be the designer on a show. Yeah. We know last, was it last year? Last year, I had a phone call about... They were trying to do sort of like the queer eye for the straight guy kind of thing, but with um, construction. Oh, okay. And they, you know, architect, interior designer, contractor, you know, a couple other people. And they were trying to find a gay architect. Like an all-gay team? Yeah. Oh. And since I had done the blog, you know, being the only gay architect in, <laughs> in the world, um, that's the guy found me online. Oh, that's funny. I was talking about that, and I thought, oh, my gosh. One, would this really, what would this do to your reputation as an, as an actual architect? Because it couldn't possibly be real, you know. <laughs> How much drama do I have to, you know, throw out there to really, you know, make this be part of something? 
And um, I said, you know, call me if you can't find anyone else. But I'm, I just, no. To be honest, I don't think you're flamboyant enough. Well, that's what I would expect. I would expect me to be flamboyant. You, know, some, you don't wear nearly as some, not enough some bright colors. Clean. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't, you know. No. 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 So, so if you have a legitimate HGTV show, we would be glad, <laughs> glad to talk about that. But I can't, can't camp it up any more than I do already. Oh, that's too bad. Which is, which that would be entertaining. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Larry. Try harder. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, somehow we've, we seem to have wandered off somewhere. I think we are totally off topic. Totally off topic. That's but, fine. But back to what we were talking about, I guess. Right, um, yeah. It's no fun to talk about money. Who, who cares about money? <laughs> it's about money. Budgets, smudgets. Budgets, smudgets. Nobody ever worries about that sort of thing. <laughs> no, I was thinking, you know, anytime you have to present the, the you know, budget number to the client, it's like... How much alcohol can I give them beforehand? <laughs> right. And and what is my exit strategy when they start throwing sharp objects? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. But you have to have those conversations. And, and you have to be aware that the prices are going up. And where is it going up? And what's going up? So I'm assuming next year, about this time, we'll be having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe prices will stabilize. But not seeing it happening so. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll be keeping an eye on it for sure. Definitely, definitely. And, of course, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so, you know. Love is in the air. Love is in the air somewhere. And da, da, yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> explains why I'm sneezing so much. There's something in the air. Something, Something right. in the air. Anyway, um, I guess that's really all, all there is to say. I mean, we just kind of. Bumped around a little bit, but we did want to get back to podcasting on a regular basis and thought, you know, we haven't talked about money yet this year, so let's let's hit that. And next time we talk to you, who knows what it's going to be. <laughs> There's absolutely we'll that no telling. A, a surprise. We will be as surprised as you are. Right. I will guarantee it. So if y'all think of something that might be interesting that you'd love to just hear us blab about for 20 minutes, <laughs> send us a... An email or a tweet or a, come visit our Facebook page, The Architecture Happy Hour. And uh, we love to hear from our listeners. Let yeah. us know where you're from. Very much so. Okay. All right. Well, everyone have a lovely Valentine's. And we will talk to you again hopefully here in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.